When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode of CHGO Bears presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on? I'm your host today, Will DeWitt. Kind of pinch hitting here in a way or coming out of the bullpen. Whatever baseball metaphor uh, that I know, Nick, you and Adam love to talk baseball on the top of the show. So I was trying to pull something out here. But regardless, uh, I'm here to you know, step in. Adam's having, I think, electrical issues uh, at his home. Uh, so last minute. I'm excited to be here to, with you to kind of discuss some of the items that we have on our agenda today. And it's only our first show out of two because we'll be back tonight uh, to kind of break down the full Chicago Bears schedule uh, later on this evening. But, Nick, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Well, you could just say we called an audible wearing the throwback Chicago audible hat. I know you have it some. Yeah, let's yeah. go. There you go. This is a throwback episode doing it virtually. But, yeah, um, <laughs> Adam called me last segment like, hey. Having some electrical issues. Can you see what Will's up to? And hey, Will, you're always ready to come in and, like you said, pinch hit. And now we're doing a show. Yeah, now we're doing a show, and we have some news to talk about, which I appreciate. It especially in this time of the off season when you don't get a lot of news, and we were all preparing for the schedule release, and we didn't expect the Bears to sign, you know, a couple of receivers. Uh, I don't want to bring it up because I may cry here on the show, but you know, waving. Jesper Horstead, I know mm. everyone was checking in on me, you know, socially uh, on Twitter <laughs> as soon as the news broke, which I appreciate uh, everyone who did uh, because it was a very uh, lonely feeling uh, having him go. I literally just talked about being the leader of his fan club like, two days mm-hmm. before, and the Bears like, we can't have that. So, Jesper, you're going to have to go. But where do you want to begin? Do you want to talk about these receivers? Do we need to talk about, you know, relive the glory days of Jesper Horstead in Chicago? Uh, he caught Justin Fields' first touchdown pass. He, all he ever did was score touchdowns here every time he touched the football, but he's no longer a bear, and, you know, that upsets me. It does. It should upset you, Will, because, again, you know, president of that fan club there, but I think we really need to start with the Nathan Peterman news. No, I look, <laughs> I, I really don't even um, – it's a camp body for sure. Somebody that they, they're going to bring in and is going to fulfill that for for the deep, maybe give the defense some, some interceptions to be completely honest. But now they have three quarterbacks on the roster, but honestly, it, yeah, I see it in the comments here from agent mole. Peterman is nothing more than a camp arm. That's essentially what, what he'll be serving for the bears here. Cause 
you look, you have Justin <laughs> Fields, you have Trevor Simeon, and then Nathan Pierman. The only like real memories I have from Nathan Pierman is when the Bears messed him up in Buffalo, um, where what was it? Leonard Floyd was scoring touchdowns. Kyle Fuller got an intercept. Like they were just destroying the Buffalo Bills in that 2018 season. But that's really it from Nathan Peterman. That's my my only recollection of him. Well, when you say Nathan Peterman, and my gut reaction is just a chuckle, and that's all that really needs to be said. I think tells you everything uh, that you need to know here. But no, like like we mentioned, someone to just be here throughout OTAs. Mm-hmm. Someone has to throw to the third stringers. You yep. just need to have that extra person there and like you said maybe get the defense some of these turnovers interceptions i mean that's been preached and they're looking as in they and like matt eberflus ryan poles like you know we really want this defense to be feasting and a good way to start it now in the offseason is having a guy who is a interception machine here throwing to this defense and who knows at worst case scenario it's going to bolster the confidence of the bears secondary <laughs> there we go I, yep. I, I feel worse more for like some of these receivers because we, mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a bit on the bottom end of this roster who need to make a chance how many chances are they really going to get with peterman throwing them the football and, and then i just thought about peterman too like being out there in the preseason like it's, it's just going to be weird Oh, God, that's, you know, preseason games are already hard in itself to kind of watch. But then when you have a quarterback that's, you know, incompetent, it makes it that much harder. But, you know, you do bring up a really good point, though, Will, because there are a lot of players in that third string, right, whether it's offensive line receivers, they're looking to get quality reps. When I was just at the rookie minicamp, like the offense, you just they just didn't get good looks. And it was because of the quarterback play. It's because of the offense. So you're not seeing what some of the other players are capable of. Yes. You can see if a, a receiver run an individual one, an individual route had a good release, things like that, but you're not seeing the play officially executed. Right. So I think, you know, obviously we can poke fun in it, but there are some, some drawbacks to not having somebody that can play the position well, but again, look, it's, it's, it's a guy that does have some starting experience and he is a third going to be the third stringer. So expectation shouldn't be at a, you know, a high level for this guy or anything like that. But so maybe he can actually play better than, you know, how we're kind of discussing it right now. Mm, maybe <laughs> is the key word. I would not hold my breath for that. And doesn't move the needle uh, for me, Nick. But when you look at the roster and the bottom half of the receiving group, guys that really do need to show out in training camp preseason in order to make their case to become, you know, a member of the team officially on week one, Daz Newsome, the Simba Webster, uh, David Moore, Chris Finke. Like, there's just so many guys down here that, you know, when they saw this signing, they're probably shaking their heads like, you know, for, like for F's sake. <laughs> like, what do I, like, I am really in a bind now in order to kind of like make my presence felt if this guy is just going to throw to the defense. Uh, you know, maybe they need to wear the opposite color jersey so that way he throws, you know, their way. I don't know. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I put on our CCO Bears Twitter account, like, give me like your gift reaction. There's like over 300 responses, and almost every single one of them made me laugh. And I, that's why I love those exercises because I learn new gifts too a- along the way to utilize in my future. But everyone is feeling exactly what we're saying right now, uh, like almost like why? But I think I get the why. Like you need someone. He has the experience, like you said. And as I mentioned earlier, like worst case scenario, he's gonna boost the confidence of this defense. And honestly, I'll be okay if that ends up being the case. Yeah, yeah. And it, honestly, that that's kind of what Nathan Pierman's here for. And 
like you said, I was I was having you know fun just going through that thread on the tweet that you had there, well, because there were some funny responses and gifts in there. But honestly, that should close the discussion on on Nathan Peterman. What? We probably won't. I'm sorry if I'm sorry if people who are tuning in right now wanted more Peterman Nathan Peterman Jesper talk. Jesper Horstead talk Nathan Peterman. Talk. It is May twelfth, and you can tell mm-hmm. the schedule hasn't been fully released just yet but no that makes a lot of sense and I do want to discuss the new Bears wide receivers that should be the bulk of our conversation here today you know they brought in Tajay Sharp uh they also brought in uh you know uh Peterman as well uh, Pettis as well sorry Dante Pettis as well who has some good experience uh both from San Francisco and New York and even though he's someone that as a name that I would say is under the radar has a lot of upside that I'm excited to kind of get into, but let's start with sharp because he's first on our graphic here, six foot two, 194 pound wide receiver uh, throughout his career, 117 catches for about 1400 yards and eight touchdowns. What are the bears getting in sharp Nick? Yeah. So it's a guy that was a former fifth round pick in 2016 is going now this on the bears will be his fourth team after being drafted by the Tennessee Titans and then having some time in Atlanta and Minnesota. But like you said, he does have, I guess, for a guy that wasn't like a primary receiver, you know, over 100 catches, like you said. But he does also have familiarity with an Andrew Ginoco, who, again, they crossed paths in Minnesota. So and I think you see like the parallels in some of the players that the Bears are bringing. There's some kind of connection somewhere, right? Whether it was a coach down the line or you know, whatever it may be, there's some kind of connection. So a guy that does have experience, because I think that's what the the Bears need to add more to the wide receiver room. And if they were going to go this approach, and I, I wrote an article for all CHGO, kind of the more strength in numbers approach, you want to get veteran wide receivers to kind of round out this room so that you do have some, I guess, differentiation in the types of receivers that you have there. Because again, before this, before Pettis and Sharper here, it was a Byron Pringle who had the most experience for the Bears. Like that's that's weird to say in itself because Pringle's still a young player, but now you're getting guys different backgrounds who've been in the league who maybe haven't been as successful. But now let's see what can kind of happen here with they. There's a lot of there's going to be I think will a lot of opportunities in, mm-hmm. in this wide receiver room because of the offense and because there's only there's really a Darnell Mooney who's a proven guy and it's only two years in. So I think there's just opportunities for for everyone to kind of show what they're truly capable of. And I'm actually a big fan of that situation. Ideally, you do have those clear-cut starters at this point uh, of the offseason. But coming into those OTAs, uh, the mini camp, training camp, they're going to sit in that wide receiver room and look around, and every single guy I feel like is like, you know what? I have a legitimate shot to make this roster, Mm -hmm. but it's up to me and capitalizing on my opportunities just because of, you know, the quantity uh, that the bears have gone through here. And I would say a lot of these players are like the same kind of juncture of their careers, make it or break it type of guys. And I think it's a great atmosphere to kind of breed some serious competition, not just guys that are, competing for like a fifth spot in the roster. Like, like there's spots like they can work their way up the wide receiver number four, get some serious looks in his offense. And also too, Ryan Poles is not just bringing all these players in for roster spots, Nick. I was thinking about this too last night when I was changing a diaper at two in the morning, he's <laughs> building or thinking ahead for a practice squad candidates. Like a lot of these guys, if they end up being on the practice squad, 
I think are very valuable there. And the season being longer now, the Bears bye week being week 14, you're going to have to tap into that practice squad sometimes throughout the year. And having a deeper one uh, is going to really bolster the Bears, not just for receiver, but all these other positions as well. When you look at all the talent he's bringing in at the bottom end uh, of all these positions. But to get to my guy here uh, in Pettis, I was sitting there last night, and I was like, why does this name sound so damn familiar? Well, I did some homework on him heading into that 2018 NFL draft because the Bears were looking for a wide receiver. They went with Anthony Miller uh, instead, but with Pettis, he's another bigger guy, six foot one, 195 pounds, and throughout his career, only 53 catches for 740 yards and nine scores. But he's had a real just interesting, I guess, trajectory throughout his career. So he was drafted in the second round, 44th overall. That was ahead of Christian Kirk. Uh, that was ahead of Michael Gallup. And that was despite the fact that he did not participate in a pro day. He did not participate in the NFL scouting combine because he was coming off an ankle injury. Uh, mm. So he got drafted to the 49ers. He was pretty much like one of their top guys that season, played with three different quarterbacks. Uh, Garoppolo got hurt, and then they kind of played musical chairs uh, around him for you know throughout that season. But despite the fact of having three different guys throw to him, uh, he had the third most touchdowns of all rookie receivers uh, with five. Uh, that was behind uh, Calvin Ridley, who had 10, and I think Anthony Miller had seven uh, during yep. his rookie season. Uh, so he had that production in terms of scoring. And then in terms of what the Bears have been looking for this offseason, Nick, what has it been? Guys who can make plays with the football in his hands. And that was Pettis, his rookie year. He led all rookies with yards after the catch uh, per reception on average with 7.9, which is a very, very strong number, just kind of showing his ability to make guys miss and make things happen, you know, after the uh, the initial catch. Uh, But unfortunately for him, a knee injury cut that debut season short, so he missed the final four games. So, again, the fact that he was – leading their rookies in yards after the catch on average, third in touchdowns, and he only missed, only played, what, uh, three-fourths of the season? Like, imagine, like, if he was out there, like, where some of those stats would have ended up. Yeah, no. Go ahead. I, I mean, uh, well, I was, like, looking also just at the comments here about, like, the plan that they have in place with, with guys like that who, you know, showed some potential maybe early on and then have had some injuries. And I know you wrote in the thread, like, COVID was a big factor for Dante yeah. Pettis, too, had a – had a bad COVID episode that kind of lingered, things like that. Um, the thing is, too, it's like, for me, obviously everyone's coming into a situation in this offense where almost everyone's on the same playing field because nobody's played in this offense except for Equinemius St. Brown, right? He's the only wide receiver here that's actually had an offense, Luke Getze, Luke Getze's offense, whatever that may be. And he said in his press conference on, Last Sunday, Mother's Day, it's like 11 is one. All 11 is one. That's how we're going to play being a, a team that um, no turnovers is going to finish plays, things like that. That's what he kind of mentioned. This is what the offense will look like. So I just am curious to see. He, he talked about getting the putting these players in the best position possible to play to their strengths. I wonder, like, with having so many new guys, how – early can you identify what everybody's strengths are individually as players to then get that reflected in a season early on? And that's going to be like the, the thing that gets, he's going to work on that. Eberflus going to look at this. Uh, Justin Fields is going to see with each one of these receivers, but someone put in the comments that, you know, a lot of these guys like to get yards after catch. And that I think could be a really good starting point to trying to get these guys just in a rhythm to be completely honest, because Adam and I were talking last episode, Will, where 
it just never seemed like the Bears offense under Matt Nagy ever got in rhythm. Maybe there are certain drives, certain games, very, very small sample size, but that's where I'd want, you know, Luke Getzey and this offense kind of start finding and identifying each one of those guys' strengths and then catering your your playbook, your your how you build upon plays to reflect that. Because then you'll see maybe what these guys who haven't had the most success in their career maybe they can start seeing some flashes. And I'm not saying that, again, these guys are all, you know, all going to make it in the league or be successful with the Bears, but that can definitely put them in the, the best position to do so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you mentioned Getsy. Let's not forget that his scheme, his system, is going to be very similar to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. And that's when we saw, you know, Pettis really just kind of fit and that's what I'm hoping for. Like, that's the upside. Like, the Bears are just kind of rolling the dice and hoping for it. And it's a very low-risk, high-reward situation for the Bears and Ryan Poles. But, Nick, you hit it. Like, the, like you're talking about, like, no rhythm on offense before. Like, how many times do we sit here on a podcast and talk about why is it every time the Bears make a reception, the receiver has to be standing still? Like, how yes. many – like, you did not see a receiver ever catch a ball in stride and uh, from there, like, make a play. Like, he always had his back to the defense, numbers facing the quarterback, let's make a catch, and then usually got wrapped up immediately because there's just so much stagnation uh, when it came to the flow of that offense. So, really good point uh, to kind of hit on there. Uh, but for Pettis, uh, he had a couple of injuries in, for, in San Francisco as well which kind of derailed him a bit. They drafted Debo, uh, you know, they drafted Debo, they traded for Emmanuel Sanders. So he kind of got shoved down the depth chart mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, and that's just not a good situation for a guy that's dealing with a couple of, like a knee injury, an ankle injury. Uh, so he got waived in November, 2020, got picked up by New York. As you mentioned, he got COVID. Uh, he said it affected his stamina, which uh, I know for me, I had a very similar uh, experience as well. Uh, and then he also uh, lost eight pounds from that. Uh, kind of was on the fringe yeah. practice squad, wide receiver four or five guy. Um, but he made the most of that limited opportunities that he saw in New York. Uh, he caught 61% of his targets last year for 163 yards and one touchdown in five games. And uh, the other connection I want to mention is Tyke Tolbert, who's coming from New York. Uh, so he was his wide receivers coach there. And a quote that I found from him that he told the media was, you know, every time that Dante gets an opportunity to do something, uh, he does it in a positive way. Doesn't surprise me one bit when he gets in the game and he's productive. And that's what you've seen throughout most of his career. The problem is it's getting on the field, but he's known coming out of college, uh, highly productive. He still owns the record in college for most punt return touchdowns uh, with Mm. nine throughout a career. And he's not the fastest guy, but the fact that he can do that shows that he has a great feel for space, uh, you know, making guys miss and finding the open area and, you know, making magic happen with the football uh, in his hand. So he's someone that uh, unlike an Anthony Miller, because I'm going to compare him because they were both drafted in the second round of 2018, had really good rookie seasons and kind of fizzled out. I feel like this kid's attitude's a little bit more positive, a little bit more team first, willing to put in the hard work. And even if he had good success and he got bumped down, like he's still trying. And I really appreciate that out of this guy too. So he's someone that keeps fighting. uh, I believe is a good locker room presence, not a cancer in the locker room by any means. And, at this rate, Nick, I would not expect the Bears to sign anyone with any of those character issues based off of what uh, Ryan Poles has proven so far throughout his tenure. But there's just so much I like about him, both on the field, off the field, bigger. He's a little bit faster, but not the fastest. A really good route runner, can catch some of those back shoulder th- throws, be a red zone threat. I don't know, Nick. I feel like if out of the guys on the bottom end, 
Like he has a legitimate shot to potentially earn his way onto this roster. And if so, I feel like he can make some decent production in a limited role. But even if the role grows, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, no, I think uh, if you're looking at guys that to round out this roster, again, there isn't much competition at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I would put Pettis up there. Again, he does have experience and, you know, the similar types of offense. So maybe he picks up the terminology a little quicker um, coming from Shanahan and with Getze. And obviously all those kind of cross paths at some time with the coaching tree. So, yeah, I would definitely agree with you there, Will. I'm also trying to think back when the Bears played the 49ers back in San Francisco. I think that would that would have been the 2018 season. Man, I feel like Dante, but like he got hurt in that game. Now, I don't know why, like bringing up again, Pettis again, maybe I'm off on that, but um, yeah, that's kind of, I would agree with you though, in in a sense that he is probably out of all the wide receivers that have been, or were brought yesterday who were signed after rookie minicamp. I put Pettis up there, but I think, well, the people want to know more. And I see Caleb, they put Horstead in here. I don't think we got, he didn't get enough, uh, his time to shine for you to kind of talk about him and what. Yeah, just just Horstead hype. Yeah, so we'll wrap up Horstead hype in a second. So I did see actually one more comment that I wanted to highlight. Uh, geez, it went by quick. The chat rolls quick, Nick. But they're asking like why? Because I said he's not the fastest, and it mentioned like a four three two forty. I googled it, and I was like the very top result in Google. Uh, but I don't know when he ever ran a forty. Like I said, he didn't participate in the pro day. He didn't participate in the scouting combine. He verbally mm. said, like, I can run like a 4-3-7. I don't know when he ran that. Uh, and so I would verify that source before I would say he ran a 4-3-2. Just because Google says it and like, extrapolates it from an article doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Uh, so it's definitely take a, you know an extra step there. And if you find out when he ran it, let me know. But based off of my research this morning, uh, I didn't see him actually running a 40 at any time. Uh, but still, a 4-4 is not slow. I'm just saying he's not like a 4-2 guy. All right? Horsted hype. <laughs> I don't know what to even say, Nick. Like like I said earlier, it just immediately <laughs> makes me sad just to think like he's no longer here. And speaking of guys who make the most of their opportunities, like Horsted fits that definition to a T. I wish he would have had more here. And I know he dealt with some injuries. It did surprise me uh, to see like a, you know a failed physical designation being the reason why they're parting ways with him. Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate. And like the Bears move quick too, right? Because they they waved. Um, Jesper Horstead, but also Clayne Rice and John, who was uh, undrafted, was selected in the third round of the 2020 CFL draft. So he was, you know, drafted in the CFL, but went undrafted to the Giants again. Go back to um, Tolbert, the current Bears wide receiver coach, kind of finding the connections there. But look, to be completely honest, don't know if this is a guy that is more so a training camp body because there are currently what three tight ends still on the roster and actually add in chase allen the rookie minicamp invite from iowa state so but now he with with john that would make five and at, at 24 years old he's a guy that does have some physical attributes being 67 237 around a 4 six forty. will so he does have pretty damn that's good decent, speed yeah, for a tight end yeah those are some quick wheels for a tight end yeah, so again, I don't want to put any really high expectations for a guy they claim. You'll see if it works out in training camp, if he can pick up this offense and see what he could potentially do. But yeah, the Bears, after they didn't want you to linger too long on the Horstead news, so they're like, here, let's bring in another guy. 
maybe like these traits as well. And so we can ease our way out. And, you know, I wonder the only thing, well, like, I don't know if there's a, a chance for Horstead to come back because it is a new regime. So they don't have that connection to Horstead, but maybe he gets healthy and who, who knows? You never, you never know what can happen um, from now until training camp until preseason, but it, it kind of looks like it's over. Do you remember the video when he made the team last year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Going in. Uh, I was going to say Ryan Poles office. Um, oh. No, Ryan Ryan Pace's office. But I do remember that video. Yep. Yeah. And it was like they kind of baited and switched them like, you know, every year you know, people mm-hmm. come in, we have to make these tough decisions and like, but you made the team. And like the look on his face of like joy and elation because he worked hard for years, like underneath like the the smallest of radars like on that practice squad and again like he got elevated and i got like two targets and it's like hey two touchdowns or like the three touchdown preseason game there's so much that i still like about him and if he if his time in chicago's done done like they're moving on and you know when you do have these failed physicals in, the, in your release like they're i would say the chance is always available to come back they just want bodies here to participate but if he goes somewhere else i'm still rooting for the kid uh, who knows maybe i'll make a custom horse dead jersey and i'll just have that as well because like you know with my luck with jerseys nick if he's gone he's somewhere else i can have a horse that bears jersey like to remember the horse that hype maybe i'll put horse that hype on the back with 87. there you go that i like that i i was kind of mad when he cut off the just the flow the lettuce when he cut it off i'm like oh man that was horse like signature look back in training camp last year like you knew exactly where he was at because him no it was it was jesse james and jp holtz they had like a those guys always confuse me, but you always knew where Jesper was at because you look for the flow. That's right. And you're like, is that Greg Olson? Like, are we going back to 2008? <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. the blonde locks coming out of the mm-hmm. helmet at the tight end position. But no, like, I think everyone knows, and I, I see Nunu in there too. Like, I agree. Like, I that's my saying. Like, all that man does is catch touchdowns. That's all he does. And, you know, I'm going to still entrust Ryan Poles that he's bettering, you know, this roster but he is a really decent receiving tight end that I don't know, you know, the other skill sets on the team yet, but they do have a couple of veterans they brought in. They got the guy that you mentioned off of waivers and also uh, Allen too, who is a really good mm-hmm. blocking tight end. And I don't yeah. expect the bears to roll tight end heavy. Like we did in seasons past, like five tight ends. I, I don't see it this year on the roster deck. Do you, um, you know, just based again, what they're saying early on, they being Maddie Refluce Ryan Poe, like the emphasis of wanting to run the ball, like so maybe that's where you carry more of those tight ends right now. But you know, you we'll see how it kind of plays out. If like the offense, you start to open it up a little bit, maybe you're not the you know heavily relying on that run game so so much. But it wouldn't surprise me if they do have you know a good amount of tight ends because they do want to emphasize the run with. Montgomery and Herbert there. All right. Well, let's close the book uh, on some hashtag horse hype. Uh, unfortunately, it's like the words I never okay. want to say, but it's reality, and we're going to have to just accept it uh, at this point. Uh, but I just want to let you know that the best way that you can support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a more than $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And if you have any questions, 
questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and our team will definitely help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build a perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your live Same Game Parlay so you can watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So I have to tell all of our listeners about our next awesome partner, one that I used this morning, actually, Athletic Greens. As you know, I've been taking my Athletic Greens every morning before my workouts and honestly just feel great after taking them. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help get your day off right. The mixture of greens helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus. And again, that's why I take my Athletic Greens, and you honestly should too. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs you less than a cup of coffee a day. Also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's literally it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy too. Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bears again. That is athleticgreens.com slash Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. All right, you're listening to the CHGO Bears podcast. I'm your host today, Will DeWitt, joined by my good pal, Nicholas Moriano. We are discussing Chicago Bears news receivers coming in, tight ends leaving, and now we have some schedule leaks. Even though we have a show later tonight where we're going to break down this schedule, you know, in a little bit more of a, a deeper fashion, uh, we thought it'd be a good time just to kind of share, you know, some quick takeaways or observations, you know, based off of what's been able to kind of, you know, come through the woodworks uh, so far here this morning. And, you know, Nick, week two, prime time in Lambeau, Adam called it. It happens every single season. What are your thoughts? At least it's going to be a September primetime game in Lambeau which the weather would be nice it'd be a great game to mm-hmm. you know travel to but having Aaron Rodgers and having to travel there man do I want to see Matt Eberflus's defense to come out there with you know some serious attitude and something to prove especially because well, week one's 49ers which I know we'll talk about all this later but mm-hmm. that's a that's another you know both those games back to back are going to be very, I guess, difficult in a way, <laughs> uh, to say the least, yeah. but, you know, kind of trial by fire, uh, if you will. But what are your thoughts about, you know, the Bears prime time against Aaron Rodgers? You know, same old song and dance is what kind of like the first thought I had uh, yet again, but at the same time, different regime, hoping for potentially different results. Yeah, you know, I, the Bears, they always got to put them on prime time against Packers, and I just immediately say, why? Why are we doing this again? But I looked it up, Will. Like, this is early. Obviously, they're going to be playing in September. And this is for everybody in the chat. So you better look this up quick if I'm going to, you know, to see if you can find this answer. When was the last time the Bears beat the Green Bay Packers in September? Well, if you had to just guess, what what year would that even be remote? Yeah, 
if you put you put ballpark, I'll give you give you like two years. You give me a two year uh, either way. Yep, I'll give you a two year buffer. Anybody got this in the chat too? If you're listening live, when was the last time the Bears beat the Packers in September? Two thousand six. Okay, it's not that long. It's it's twenty ten. Thank yeah, God. yeah, it's it's 2010. Um, it was September 27th at home. It was a 20 to 17 uh, game. So Tyler, Tyler put 2018 in the in, in September. Oh, 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 there we go. We're good. Sorry, sorry, my uh, whatever's going on. But that was 2018. That was later on in the year. I'm saying September, early on in the season. So it was a 20 to 17 game. Uh, just a little synopsis here from the Associated Press. What happened in that game? Because I'm like, I don't even remember that. Jay Cutler threw for 221 yards. Brian Urlacher forced a key fumble, and Chicago took advantage of a team record 18 penalties by the Peckers to beat the yeah to beat Green Bay 20 to 17 um, on Monday night. So Green Bay beat wow. themselves that game too. The Bears didn't 18? beat them. Green Bay beat themselves that game. That is nuts uh, to have that many penalties. Here's one more question for everybody: Since 2010, how many times have the Bears actually beat the Packers? twice double that it was four times the bears have beat the packers four times since 2010 which made me just i don't know scratch my head look down and just you know disappointment like wow that that's an insane number again like the packers have done like in the last decade no no it's been evident that who the better team is and everyone knows that but yeah i just had to look that up we we know who we know why it's because of that man right there in this right here. I was trying to like hide my face, but yeah. like it doesn't block yours over there too. Hey I need to figure out that technology. You know, you can't there. get the five without getting the four first. So let's uh, <laughs> hope that this is the year. Oh, good. Yeah. But four, at least that's double than what I thought. Like, I know it's still very disappointing, <laughs> but I actually was like, okay. Like I thought it may have been uh, just a, a little bit worse down there. So Rogers, are you ready for week two? Oh, well, you know, I do own you. So, <laughs> sorry, I'll leave. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think just having having that so early on in prime time, right? It's like that's a reality check really early on, really early on to know, again, this new regime to see who's been at the top of this division since forever, right? So that's the, they're going to see exactly what they, they want to aspire to be in terms of dominating division, being a good, consistent, you know, team, like I said, they're gonna learn that early on in in Lambeau Field. But when I saw that, it's like it didn't surprise me that it would be a primetime game because the Bears Packers always get matched up in primetime at some point. But that um that I had to look up the stats when the last time the Bears beat the Packers in September. How many times have they played them in September though? I feel like it's been kind of pushed later into the season lately. Did you kind of catch that at all? I could go through the whole rundown of what over two. How many games have they played? Hundred. So the series Packers are winning 103 games. I did not go all the way that far, but well, I just meant yeah. like lately. Like I feel like like over the yeah. last decade or so. Like have they had many September games, or it's only been a couple? Because I know I went to the one that I mentioned in 2012. You mentioned 2010 was the last win in September, but mm-hmm. even since, like, have they played them in September a lot? Yeah. So here we go. We're doing math on the fly, and that's my best subject. Yes, it is. Knows. One, two. Three, four, oh, five, six. What? Seven. Yeah, we're looking at the the months with nine, right? Yep. Yeah. Seven. Is since that what when, I just since twenty ten? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so apparently they... they suck so bad against Green Bay that I mentally block <laughs> all of that out because I feel like... Well, one game that instantly comes to my mind, Will, is remember the game where it's like, who's it, Shane McClellan and Chris... Is it Christian Jones where they're like going back and forth and they have no idea what's going on in the play and then Rodgers just throws a touchdown? Yeah, just <laughs> shocker. But that, that one I know is definitely a September game because I remember going to it, but... Yeah, there. I guess I didn't even realize that there was that many in you know early on in the year. This is a terrible episode. Nathan Peterman, Jesper Horseback got cut, and now we're reminiscing about Green Bay whipping our ass. Like I, I don't know, Nick. Like why did you bring me on this show last minute? Because you Torture. know what you. Yes, that's exactly why we needed to go down this tough path to hopefully come out on top at some point. But you're. <laughs> but to go back to your main point, it is a really good like reality check, you know, measurement stick, whatever you want to call that kind of game for the Bears to know where they are early. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because they're so new, whether it be the coaching staff, most of these players, you know, coming on in, like there's going to be a lot of growing to do throughout the season. And I almost said growing pains, but I feel like it's expected. So I'm just going to say growing in general. Uh, So just to kind of measure up, and then whenever they play them later on in the year, I don't think that second game's been has that been official yet. Nope. Not unless it's the last game of the year. I, I thought I saw something about them I, playing and, the and Packers. I thought they're playing uh, Detroit the last game because I saw something. That's why leaks suck, and that's why we'll wait till later to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to yep. debate which leak is true or not. But whenever that is later on in the year, and then you play them again, and then uh. you can. Yes, hey, sir. According to, according to Danny Parkins, it's week 13. Okay. Okay. So week 13. So later on. So, and you get. You my birthday? They play on my birthday? Nice. That's yeah. going to be a great gift to have. Just. It'll be fine. Because the reason yeah. why I was saying here, Nick, is like they'll play them again. And even if it's a closer game, like that's a confidence boost. Like, hey, guys, look how much we grew from week two all the way here now, week 13. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Rogers. You should have already known the schedule, by the way. Well, I don't know why I need to credit you know, reporters here. Yeah, sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, it'll be really – I'm interested actually for that week 13 game because I want to see the difference mm-hmm. like between the early on Bears versus the team that kind of molds and gets shaped uh, throughout the season because Luke Getty is going to get more familiar with his offense, his players, Justin Fields. Defensively, they're going to get a little bit more in tune with this defensive scheme, hopefully building some good confidence with games with you know multiple turnovers. So that's what I look forward to already between the two matchups, the week 13 one, and it's at home. Uh, so that will help you – know, as well but yeah interesting uh, to kind of go there and i know san francisco week one so i feel like you don't get to see trey lance right i doubt it to be i think there's it's another jimmy garoppolo game mm-hmm. jimmy versus um justin there at soldier field but i think everyone's going to be wanting to see you know a a justin fields versus trey lance game because we nobody i think knows you know what what trey lance is at this point and they can't because he hasn't played. So that would be the, the matchup I would be looking forward to most, just seeing how they stack up. But since it is week one at Soldier Field, you know, if, if you know, health-wise for Jimmy Garoppolo, he's able to kind of get onto the field and get be on schedule. Like, yeah, I would expect to see Jimmy Garoppolo making the start and, you know, just having that matchup with Justin Fields again. All right, I think we should save most of the schedule talk mm-hmm. for, for tonight because I have some strong thoughts about this bye week. 
uh, which if someone's listening, oh, out yeah. loud, you know, it's week 14 for crying out loud. And uh, I'll save some of my, you know, my judgments for it for tonight. So if you're really interested in like why I'm so passionate about this late ass bye week <laughs> stay tuned till tonight. And I'll definitely explain, you know, why and some other things about it. Uh, but real quickly here, Nick, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, it's 1230 to 1139. I feel like you should let people know real quick about points bet one more time. Well, I would, but I have Strava here, oh, Will. Shoot. So I'm going to ask everybody Always. before. Last minute, man. It, Last minute. I'm, I'm figuring it out as we go. No, no. I uh, I took Adam's ad read yesterday. So that was definitely just on me. I was just like, just See, we're, overlooked it. We're all just on it. So Strava, which I love, by the way. So you let the people know how to get their, you know, their CBD coffee here. Yeah. And first, you know, the question that everyone's looking forward to is like, do you want to start your day with a, a competitive edge? Of course you do. There's no question. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer, you guys. And it's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you, like feeling alert and focused out the jitters, Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. And here's the most important part, everybody. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And do you already love Strava? You can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. That's that's definitely a club that you want to get into. And with Strava, you're in control save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. My question for everyone is like, if you're not a member of CHGO, if you haven't joined our family, like what are you waiting for? Like, I really want you to join. I want to see you in our private discord where, you know, the bears chat's always going on. People are talking about the schedule right now inside of it, helping us kind of stay up to date because they're throwing in some of the updates and asking some questions. And it's, it's just a really good time. Uh, so I would really uh, encourage you to check out CHGO uh, at allchgo.com. The membership has so many benefits. Uh, we've mentioned the Discord, the private community uh, with us, uh, as well as if you do the annual membership, you get a free T-shirt, and we have a really awesome store of a bunch of T-shirts. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you would find one that you know suits your fancy. Uh, on top of that as well, you unlock all of our written articles. That includes Adam's Bear Sings that comes out every single week. You know, Nick and I are pumping out content. You know, This is our full-time job now, so we actually get to sit down and write. And I've wrote more in the last two months than I wrote over the last five years at, <laughs> uh, at our other place. Like, it's pretty fun to kind of get back into that mode, and I try to make sure everything Thing that I publish is worth being behind a paywall because I know it's very important uh, for you to get that value. And I know Nick strives to, you know, for the exact same thing. So I would just say one last time, go to allchgo.com today, uh, sign up for a membership, do the annual because it's only that comes out to uh, like $5 a month, uh, which again, that's 25% uh, the cost of Netflix right now. And you get to support local journalists like us 
uh, as well as unlock all of that awesome content, become part of our, our member, our family, and join that Discord. So, uh, like I said, what are you waiting for? Definitely go ahead and, and do that. All right, Nick, uh, there are some super chats. I see one on the screen from Bear Forever 14 and he says, you know, don't care how many times we've lost to Green Bay before. Put your big boy pants on, grow a pair, and beat the freaking Packers already. Screw Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to pop up on the screen? No. <laughs> so that's good here, too. And I agree because, uh, you know, we're what? all – It took you a while. You had to find the button. Sorry, I was – I was dreaming. You got to do a lot of stuff. So I, I get sure. it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. lot of buttons. Yeah. For the Packers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying it. But like we talked about the week two matchup. I remember a Bears head coach entering his first year who had to go to Green Bay week two, and he came out with a victory. And that's Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. And, this, and it's very similar defense whole attitude philosophy culture we're building here so i know ibraflus didn't start his introductory presser with you know we're going to beat green bay but you better believe that's a priority number one again like levy smith did it let's go matt ibraflus let's go coach Flus. like let's do it as well like uh, i would love to see that that was against brett Favre. this is aaron Rodgers. like we need it like that kind of was like signaling the end of the Favre era like for a few years after that like that's when the bears started to kind of take over let's do that again here in 2022 it's almost been 20 years already, which is nuts, uh, to say the least, because I remember that game, listening to it on my way back uh, from a Pop Warner football game on the radio, Jeff Joniak calling Devin Hester's punt return to kind of seal the deal there for it. And, yeah, that one uh, was a lot of fun. Oh, actually, no, that was 06. I'm thinking of a different one. Too many Bears games on the radio for me because Pop Warner games being on Sunday. Shame, mm. shame, shame on them because I would love to shame watch Shame on Pop Warner. Yeah, sh- honestly, <laughs> I, I wanted to watch my Bears, but I had to like forego half the season because I also wanted to play football. Never made sense uh, to me, and my kid has to play football on Sundays too. So it's to me, it's just mm. a, a really poor decision making uh, overall. But I digress. Uh, let's get to some more of these super chats here real quick. Uh, what's what's the next one that's going to pop up on the screen? Yeah, from Brian, Will, and Nick. Uh, what's your honest opinion about the roster right now? And Nick with a C. I know you even put in your Twitter bio, Nick with a K. Like, does that really, really get to you? It's all right. It's it's all right, Brian. Um, I think it's because, well, Nicholas doesn't have a K, right? So it has the H there. I, I don't make up the rules. That's just how it is. But Nick with a K. Um, what is your on, honest opinion on the ro- of the roster right now? Look, there's – they filled – look, I, I look at the secondary now, Will. That was one of the biggest – glaring needs that need to be addressed in this draft. And Ryan Poles did that. He he was able to go and take the best players available and put guys that should be week one starters. So I do feel good about that. He really went for quantity for with the offensive lineman on day three. So that was obviously another major need and still trying to figure out right guard and where the tackle, who's going to end up playing tackle. So you still have that. You just got these two veteran wide receivers. I don't know how much that pushes the needle for that overall room. But, yeah, the roster is – you can't fix everything in one offseason. One it's it's not real. You can't fix it to the degree where you're going to feel good about every single position. Okay, that's just the reality of it, especially because this is the first year of Iberflus and Poles. So, what for what they were – what they started off with in terms of having, what, six draft picks and ending up with 11 – like, they did a lot with what they were given from the last regime. So I definitely feel a lot better now 
than I did, you know, before the draft, you know, started. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. There's no way I expected Ryan Poles to come in here and fix this thing in one year. He was in a very poor cap situation, limited draft capital, a uh, very old roster. There are a lot of things that are working against him. And in many ways, I'll use the analogy of like uh, if you're gardening like plants and if it's like diseased or dying, like you can prune it back. Like you can really kind of, you know, snip it away. And that's what he did here. And then it can grow back uh, and, you know, kind of heal itself, uh, if you will. And it takes time. And that's kind of the situation that we are right now. The good news is I think there are intriguing competition throughout this roster. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to breed, you know, really build well for the Bears by breeding that competition. And they're going to find some diamonds in the rough. And then having a stronger idea of some of those long-term needs next offseason with a much healthier cap, uh, an actual first-round draft pick, I think that's going to help. So I'm okay with where it's at. Uh, and I'm actually very, I guess I'm excited to see how it will shake out. And after we find out who the 53 man is, like, let's start really, uh, you know, comparing. But I, I like the youth infusion. Uh, it's much needed, a little overdue. Uh, and again, like, I'm okay with it. So I appreciate the question there. Uh, from Sam, we got, you know, we almost have to give polls the benefit of the doubt in offensive line, you know, given his background, agreed. And the fact that they know what they have in each player more than anyone, agreed again. Uh, if you feel shorthanded, he would be moving. Agreed for the third time, Sam. I really appreciate you just saying it because all three of those were, you know, excellent points. Like, and he's not sabotaging Justin. Like, he's not going to put a, a piss poor offensive line in front of him purposely and, you know, risk his health. Like, that is just not what he's going to do. Uh, that's criminal at that. And also, like, Justin's a franchise guy and he knows it. And uh, like you said in, in your comment, like, if anyone knows offensive line, it's polls. Like, we have to give him the BOTD. Exactly. And so I know when like the Bears drafted both uh, Kyler Gordon and Brisker, like it's like, oh, the Bears don't have faith in, in Justin Fields. That's not the case, you guys. Like if Justin Fields doesn't pan out, that messes up the timeline of what the Bears want to do in 2023. And if they're like, I know Bears Twitter can be a very just a crazy place to be in. And that's why we should stay off of it as much as possible. But the point is that Ryan Poles is doing best what he thinks is for the team, which in theory should help out everybody, including Justin Fields. And yes, he didn't draft a wide receiver in, in round two. He did get Valus Jones Jr. He did, you know, just he tried to do his best in free agency and get guys that he fits what Luke Getzey's trying to bring from Green Bay to Chicago. So it's the like the whole and I know no uh, nomad here. I'm I'm sick of the whole sabotage Justin narrative. Same here. To be completely honest, I don't think it's it's something that fuels a fire like early on in the offseason. And because we don't see the the big ticket free agent wide receiver brought in or the high drafted wide receiver, it, obviously in the draft. So, yeah, it is just talking points for for, you know, other you know media. But I think once we come to see the game in the system and see how things are playing out, then we can have a better evaluation of what this offense is and how it does help Justin Fields and caters to his strengths. Yeah, scheme, cater to his strengths. Guys, multiple, multiple players now who can make plays after the catch. Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, Vela Jones Jr. If, you know, uh, as well, if Dante can also figure things out here as well that we talked about earlier, like that's another one. Uh, so, I, again, like we got to just hold judgment right now. It's on paper, maybe not as glamorous as you like, but I still don't mm-hmm. even know which 
top tier receiver you wanted uh, that you could have gotten in the free agent market with the Bears cap situation without trading someone and mortgaging your future additional draft capital. Like, I, I don't know who that guy is. I could not see one at all. Uh, so far this offseason. Uh, another one from here from Andre. I'm so excited for all these new faces and with our schedule, we should be at least a wild card, if not playoff contenders. I Go ahead. You say what you want, then I'll say what I want. With me saying everything that the Bears have done, I still, like, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, okay? That's, that's how I'll put it to where, like, pushing for a wild card, if not playoff contenders, like, I don't know if I'd go that far. A lot of the competition is in the AF, AFC, though, to be completely honest. Like, there's a, a good – the big boys play over in that conference, and, you know, the NFC is the NFC. But the Bears do have a – and we'll talk about this schedule later on tonight, you guys, where we'll really get dive deep and see these matchups and what how the Bears kind of compare. But I do think the Bears could be competitive in a lot of these games. Well, I really do think when you look at the matchups – where the Bears kind of stack up, and if Fields and Getze take that step in this offense, they should be competitive. But I won't say, I won't put it to where wild card or playoff contenders yet, but I love the optimism there, Andre. I was going to mention, I've been, I, I, Nick, I've been known for years on this show. I am the optimistic guy. I am half glass full. Uh, but when we're in the season and things aren't working, like I'll call it out. Like I'm not gonna say, Oh, this is fine. Like it's not, but we're in the off season and we're watching a team being built. So I appreciate, you know, Andre just being optimistic and it takes courage in this world to be optimistic and full of, you know, everyone being so pessimistic all the time. And, you know, just finding ways to drag people down and drag and like you do you, Andre, you stay optimistic about this team. And, you know, I'm someone that I like to set my expectations a little bit lower than what I would like them to see. That way they can exceed my expectations. And I feel really good about it uh, instead of setting the bar too high. But if you believe that they can shoot for a wild card with the Bears easier schedule, uh, not having to travel a lot and the NFC being the weaker conference and like, hell yeah, man, absolutely. What do we got next? Uh-oh, I got tagged in something in the oh, comments. No. I don't know what. <laughs> I got uh, here from Zach what. Myers. Uh, what do you guys think of having so many road games early and a bunch of home games late in the season? I don't even know what it looks like yet. Mm-mm. And I think we should wait till mm-hmm. later on yeah. for the mm-hmm. show at 7 p.m. <laughs> Central Time. Then we can go more in-depth on the actual schedule. Read this one, Nick. Fields versus Mac Jones Week 7 is for one of the 2021 Q- QB and Fendi Stones. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Bringing some Marvel into this. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, anytime we can add Marvel and intertwine into anything Bears, I am all for it. Figured you would be. I, I didn't even like, I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's a Marvel <laughs> thing. So I threw it your way in hopes and thank God uh, I was right. Is that like a Thanos Is your thing? bench press numbers? Yes, that is a Thanos thing. Look, Mr. Inglewood 77. I, man, I've been trying so hard and so long to actually get my bench up. Like, I've hit 225 maybe one and a half times. I thought I was going to die afterwards. But everything else, I think I'm decent. But benching, man, I go dumbbells too. It's usually dumbbells because I usually don't have a spotter in the morning. You, you get, and you get a little bit more of that, you know, a little bit more flexibility. You can go a little deeper with those dumbbells mm-hmm. too. You get a little extra pump. Yep, I remember true. I didn't go back to the gym. It's been two years because of COVID. Like, I need to get back. Yeah, no, um, I, I feel like everybody is back at Bears Fit right now. Like, everybody and their grandmother is like, hey, let's let's get back in there. Virginia's and, um, out there? 
I George has been there though. I've actually he's been in the squat rack next to me. He goes it, and I was there at five a.m. George was there doing some weird exercise that I don't think I've ever seen before. <laughs> why be am, I, why am I not surprised that he's doing some goofy ass exercise uh, out there? Uh, so I think that that's our super test. Real quickly, I know some fun talk just to quickly end the show. Is like you know it, it's getting hot out there. It's balmy. Like, what do we like to do here in the summer, like in our spare time? And you know, like for me, uh, I love walking uh, with my wife, uh, especially now with the baby, getting the stroller out and getting the walk around the neighborhood has been nice. Uh, hiking, uh, kayaking has been one uh, that I love to do before kids, uh, but AJ's old enough now that I'm thinking about taking him uh, kayaking at, uh, you know, the local lake uh, around here this year. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And then beaches and pools, like give me around some water, uh, you know, maybe a drink in hand. And just you know, relax a bit, and uh, it's just always a good time, especially uh, with kids and family. And getting to play in the pool again, so I just kind of stand there is it's been nice. Like playing football or some basketball with the kid, like dunking on them, like those are memories that I always kind of you know hold dear personally. How about you, man? Like, what do you do in the spare time uh, besides you know always researching and talking Chicago Bears? Yeah, because that's that's all I do. Never go out. No, um, I really, especially because it's actually been super nice. You know, hotter than maybe I like. I like to complain about the weather, even though we've been in crappy weather for for months now. But uh, my girlfriend, and I like going to whether it's Chicago, Milwaukee, and just trying out new places, getting a couple drink and something to eat, and kind of just walking around and exploring. We're big into seafood, so you have a good lobster roll. There's a good chance we will be there trying it out we should definitely like do a, do a blog or something a vlog on like each lobster roll and compare them because i think you know we we have a good variety and i've tried a bunch now to where i think we can distinguish what's good what's not but yeah definitely love doing that kind of stuff um i was just outside earlier today just shooting shooting some hoops um because it's actually nice out so yeah. being at you know if i can be outside being active really like doing that especially early on in the day because you go midday when it's like 80 90 like you're gonna see me just pass out on the side of the road just hell see that's <laughs> so like down here the hottest part of the day is like five o'clock it's always yeah. like it's always like five o'clock that's when it gets really really hot like afternoon whatever but for some reason that five o'clock sun uh hits a little bit different but no like getting outside like with uh, i'm just full dad mode dude like i know you like to play with your dog like i'm just out there with mm -hmm, the kid, yep. whether, it be, whether it be shooting hoops or you know i have him running routes and teaching him like, like i'll get mad if he catches the ball and just stops running and starts walking back like you know you turn up field like you got to build that muscle memory today but no definitely you know a lot of good activities i saw from uh fofo plays uh in the comments that uh you know i know you're looking for a place to go this summer on your vacation uh, he mentioned Puerto Rico, and I know you and I talked about it as a potential destination for you. So another yeah. vote for Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, and we're still um, – my Stephanie and I, my girlfriend, are we're looking into that. Like we want to make a decision by like the end of the week so that we, we're good for some time in June to go. Um, I see Ricardo here in the comment. What location would you recommend for people to get lobster rolls in Chicago? Man, it's going to – I don't know if you've ever been to Brown Bag, and I – it's it's kind of almost like a chain, which is kind of weird. But they had a that day maybe they had just a really good lobster roll. If you're ever in Milwaukee though, Harbor House, man, that 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 was fire. Like I will go back. I want to go back to Harbor House to get a lobster roll there. And I still need. I still again the lobster roll um, search in Chicago. Definitely want to do more of that. As um, now the weather is um, really nice. 
I see uh, Doug here is giving you another suggestion. And even above him, Jordan uh, mentioned uh, Puerto Rico will not disappoint. Mm. So I'm telling you, man, right. Puerto Rico, to me, it seems like the one that keeps coming back up. But I know I got my vacation coming up early in June, taking the family to Maui. And I thought my, my whole life, like Hawaii was like one of those pipe dreams. Like never going to go. somebody then, say Maui? Yeah. What, are you there now? <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be getting on a plane uh, tomorrow morning, uh, and I, I just want a mai tai, fish tacos, and the beach. That's all I really. That need. sounds awesome. I got Perfect. myself an ATV tour, so I get to drive like one of those Polaris it's around the jungle. <laughs> no. we, did the, we did we did the road to Hana on our honeymoon uh, like eight nine years ago. Don't need to do that again. It was I don't, beautiful. I don't, even, I don't know if I'm doing it, honestly. But, it's with a baby. Like, I just don't think yeah. that's something like, right. like we could, we no. have like, you know, like a system in place. So like the wife and I can go out for a bit, but like a 10, 12 hour day with a newborn, like that's not going to work. I know. Although it is fun. And I did choose to go around the South side of the Island on the way back, which I know you're not supposed to do, but shh, don't tell the rental car company for 2013. Uh, <laughs> it was a little wild, but it was pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, th I think we're about out of time here. It's a great way to end it talking about summer plans, summer fun, sun's out. And I, I think Guns everyone out? just feels a little bit, mm, not, not, so, not so much. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, what the is that, Will? Like, no. Like, you see me in person. You know how I'm built. I accept it. I know, I know who yeah. I am after 30 years. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not pulling any guns out at this point. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this morning's episode of the CHGO Bears podcast. Again, double header today. Yes. We'll be back tonight. Everyone in the chat was talking about, yeah, the schedule's out. We know. 7 o'clock tonight. Yep. Get back here, okay? Hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Nick and Will, you know the, you know the words. Yeah. Hit, you know, hit the button, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Yeah. If you're following us on podcasts, I would love a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're not a member of the CHGO family, get in there today. We'd love to see you there in our Discord, but we'll talk to you tonight. Adios. Oh, I guess I gotta, gotta end this. <laughs> Hit the button. Go. Bye.